All right, so today we have a very special guest, uh, a lovely mother of three kids, and she's a, a, a native here. Well, not a native, but uh, you've been in Cornwall for a long time. And just by being a mother, it means that you're doing good, something good. <laughs> so it's, it's, uh, that's why we like to have people who are here in the podcast that are doing good things. Uh, so, Kea, thank you for being in the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. All right, awesome. So, you know, we like to talk about Cornwall at the very beginning. So tell me, uh, when did you come to Cornwall and what was it like when you first came here? So I moved to Cornwall at the start of middle school, which then was sixth grade. Now it's fifth grade, but it was sixth grade then. Um, and I didn't know anyone and I was very intimidated at the start. Um, and especially being starting middle school is not a, the best time, but I did make my way. It took a little while. There were, I do have to say, like, I loved the teachers at that time. Uh, Mrs. Wart, Mr. Brand, um, Mr. Gavin, there were a lot of great teachers and they really helped to facilitate togetherness, I guess, as best you can in middle school, because I do think that's a hard time socially. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And one of the great things that I hear all the time from people is that, you know, whenever you had a teacher, like your kids later on would end up having the same teacher. And it's almost like three generations of the same family end up having the same teacher because it's such a great community and people stay around for so long. Yeah. So it's good to hear one of those things. Um, now tell me about what, what is it about this town that makes it special for you? How come you settled roots here or you decided to stay here and not go somewhere? What is it about Cornwall that uh, really inspires you or what you really like? I think for sure the small town community, as mm. much as people have negative to say about it, I think that there's a lot of positive about it as well. And, um, you know, I just love that, that people know you, they know your family, they know your history a lot of times, especially Anthony and I are high school sweethearts. So oh. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people, <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a, it's friendly, it's warm. Um, and I just, I just love the idea of the community, really, mm -hmm. more than anything. Yeah, yeah, it's a lovely little town, and I've, um, you know, I'm always talking about it and how great it is. And you hear from other people who come from out of town, and they come in and they check it out. It's like, oh my god, this place is like amazing. So it's a, it's, it's a great little community. Now let's 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 catch up. How are things going with the kids? How's the hybrid learning going? <laughs> I'm sure it's so easy, right? It's just a piece of cake. I mean, <laughs> I taught first grade, and there were 24 kids in the room. And let me just tell you, I found that a lot easier than teaching my two children at home. But um, yeah, uh, each day comes with its own challenges. Mm -hmm. I will say I love being more involved in their education and actually sometimes reading the books with them that they're reading, especially Anthony's in fourth grade. Um, but it's challenging. I mean, there's definitely times where they need to do work and they're not working and I'm pulling my hair out and then the dog is barking and then everybody's jumping on everybody and I'm just losing my mind. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 uh, I mean, I'm happy that the kids at least get to go into school a couple of times a week. That's yes. really nice, you know, and then they're happy that they're doing that, even though they won't admit it most of the times. <laughs> but, you know, I, I think they're excited to go in. You know, I feel bad that they only have like a small amount of friends, you know, like such a small cluster of kids and they don't get to experience the other whole half a class. They don't even know they have no. a whole other half a class uh, of kids that they can interact with. So yeah, it's, it's been, uh, it's been interesting. Now, how, how have you guys, do you guys have anybody coming to help you guys out or is it just you? It's mainly me, but once a week, um, Nikki works with a small group at, with his teacher um, mm -hmm. from last year. And once a week, Anthony works with a small group with his teacher from, this year, she was also a teacher last year, but um, so they get like an hour or two a week where they're working with a different teacher, which 
for me, I love because if they have a problem with something, then I know that even though their teachers in school are amazing as well and they're focusing on them, I just know they get a little bit of extra help yeah. and it's not all on me. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. you know, because I know the teachers right now, they have smaller classes, but they have so many other expectations. Um, and I know everybody's just working really hard. It seems so. like it's just one big giant experiment. Yeah. Because not only are the teachers trying to figure out how much work to give the kids, teaching online, teaching in the classroom, yes. then you also as a parent, like normally you'd be like, all right, let's just take a break and go somewhere. Right. Okay, but where do you go? There's not a lot of places yes. you can go. So you're like stuck somewhere, you know? You're stuck at home. Yeah. I was like, oh, let's just go to the park. Oh, really? I don't know if we should go to the park. Or let's go hang out with other people. We're like, those people might want not, not want to hang out. Yeah. How's it been there for you guys? You guys have like any extracurricular activities, any special tips that you can give people? It's like, oh, try this because it's really worked out for me. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. We do have, we have neighbors that um, the kids do play with. We allow them to play mainly outside and that's been helping. And then we do get out into nature. I will say that. And my boys love to be outside. So when they get really rambunctious, I just open up those doors and go out. Yeah, take you, them out. You're, just you're get out. out there. You're out. You got to take that outside. Yeah. Um, you know, and they've been to it. And I have, have made sure to keep them in sports because for them, I know it's key. I know it's key to keep them moving. And you bet I can. So they do soccer. They do ta uh, flag football. I almost said tag football. Flag football. Um and we're just going to, and I'm trying to get them into skiing or snowboarding for the winter Ooh. because I just want them moving and yeah. outside. I feel yeah. like that's how they're going to be the best, yeah. most productive and happiest. Yeah. We recently discovered um, a skate park over in Beacon. Ah. So they have a little sp a skate park there in Memorial Park. And I think the community just got together. They got like a fundraiser and they built all these little ramps and they created this little area by a tennis courts. Yeah. And they just have all these ramps and people just come over as my team with the community. And uh, we found out last week, and we're going like four or five times. Yeah, we'll <laughs> have to Ronan's check like, it out. Because Ronan's like, I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta yeah. go every day. And you're like, oh my god. Well, we've been to the one over in Monroe over the summer. We went over that uh -huh. way a couple times, but we'll have to check out the one in Beacon. Yeah, because they There's picked one in up skateboarding. There is one in Monroe. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, um, it's uh, no, it's Washingtonville. I'm the wrong town. Yeah, Washingtonville. Okay. All right, cool. Um, but yeah, we'll yeah. have to check that one out. But it's always good to get different places to go. Yeah, because you got to switch it up. You can't always you, you get tired of the same place and yeah. It's so difficult with the restrictions that we have now. So now let's switch gears a little bit. Um, you know, you also, on top of being a mom and doing it all around the house and everything, you also run a little foundation called Love From Heaven. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the foundation, what it's all about? So <clears throat> the foundation was created to really um, provide support and resources and almost most importantly, I mean, it's all important, but hope for families that have lost a child. Um, it can be an extremely isolating thing because you feel like, first of all, when it happens to you, you feel like it's so um, rare and it, and it, it's not, you know, extremely common, but unfortunately after you go through it a little bit, you realize there are other people who have been through this. Um, but at the very beginning, you don't know which way is up. You're in, you're, you know, shrouded by darkness. You don't know where to turn. Um, so that's really what, the foundation was created for was to help help these families um you know we have a list of resources and books and websites and also if you or someone you know has lost a child you know um we will send a care package 
with some things that we found helpful mm. um, when we lost Christian. And um, and once a year, we have a um, holiday help program where we help a family that's lost a child within the calendar year, and we provide them with holiday gifts um, for the family. And the reason we did that is because we wanted to give back. We had an amazing community, Cornwall, um, amazing friends, family, everything that shopped for us, bought gifts, bought gifts for us. I mean, you know, you think of the kids and everyone thinks of the kids, especially around the holidays. But um, this community went way, way above and beyond. They not only fundraised for a beautiful memorial playground for him, but then it Christmas time, they went out and shopped for our family and brought the gifts and wrapped them. And basically, they did everything. They made beautiful memorial um, ornaments with the children from the school. And um, so that's really how this um, came to light. And in addition to that, we want to be able to um, give a scholarship to some graduating seniors. We have not made a definitive decision on when that will start but that's also part of what the foundation does that's wonderful it's so it's so nice that you were able to start something like name what, what was it because i mean people who go through this is it must be extremely difficult um well, what made you besides the community want to like be there for the people who because people go through it but you know that that's it but starting a foundation that's something very nice and very thoughtful to do to try to help other people go through that what, what, what was your inspiration to do something like that? Um, I think it was twofold. Number one, um, Christian was this. He was, he was such a lovely little kid. He was so nice. He, well, yes and no. <laughs> no, he was. I have nothing was. but fun memories of him. <laughs> That's a good thing. Yeah. No, he was, um, he was an amazing child. He still is an amazing light. And, um, you know, everything, I say this all the time, everything Christian did, he did 150%. So if he was happy and he was being kind and everything was great, like he was, which is how it was most of the time, he was shedding light everywhere he went. His smile, you know, just lit up rooms. Um, he helped people. He was just kind. He was, he was such a kind soul. But then if he, you know, was fighting with mom and dad or about something or was angry about something, he was also a hundred. Of course, he was a kid. He was a kid. He was a kid. Um, So he, so his, you know, kindness and the way he affected lives after he passed away. And I heard how he affected so many lives in six short years. um, I was blown away on I, you know, and I'm not, you know, I was just blown away. I was blown away how a child could do that. So that was one thing. I knew I had to have something in his memory to keep his memory alive and keep his his spirit alive. That's mm-hmm. a special thing. It is, you absolutely. Know? And um, I needed to keep that going. And it was my, you know, I felt very responsible. I feel very responsible for that as his mom. Um, and the other thing was when we lost Christian, again, you're so, you're in such shock. Um, and all you need is someone else no one can fix it for you mm. you know it'll never no. happen yeah. but to find someone else who can say i know you're in survival mode right now i know that to breathe hurts it literally hurts for you to take a breath and it's okay and one day it won't be that intense mm-hmm. you know you'll always miss your child you'll always have these memories of your child but it won't hurt to breathe one day yeah. to give somebody that insight i think um is my biggest hope for this foundation and for what I'm doing to try and help other people. So let's talk about that because there's been some families that you guys have been able to help, but has been the feedback from them. You know, I'm sure they're really appreciative of what you guys are doing for them. 
have you found comfort or have, have you guys found comfort within a group of people that have gone through that? What has it been like and with the feedback in the foundation? It's amazing. Yeah. I mean, to be able to help another person who was in your place is so um, incredibly, it's so healing and it's just, it's just amazing. Um, I've watched, so I also have a grief group, um, you know, with grieving mothers and actually we met last night and the four women that were in attendance last night was a very newly, she lost her son four months ago, mm. a woman who was coming up on one year, a woman who was a year and a half out and myself. Mm. And I could see, it was interesting. We were all in different places and I could see the progress made by each one of them, how they've come, um, you know, far and they've changed and they're, they're not in that place of dire, dire, um, devoid of hope. And, um, yeah, that makes a big difference to see people saying, you know, Hey, I came to this meeting and it helped. I knew I wasn't alone. You yeah. knew what I was talking about or the family that received the Christmas gifts, you know, it took such a burden off of us to not have to think about our other three children that are celebrating Christmas. And here you came in and you, you know, they gave, give us our wish list. We asked them for the top three things that they would like and that their children would like, you know, um, and that's how we, that's how we shop for the children. And we give them the op the option if they want them wrapped, not wrapped. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, and it's been a beautiful experience. That's fantastic. And, you know, I remember the whenever we go to your fundraiser, it's always great to see because everybody, the community comes together yeah. to help the the foundation and to raise funds for it and so that you guys can get and do all those things for the other families. Now, what's going on this year? I hear that you guys can't have a fundraiser because everything was going on. Yeah, um, we made the decision to not have it because of COVID. Mm -hmm. um, we, you know, I don't know if we made it or COVID made it. <laughs> COVID or, made it for you right? guys, I guess, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yes, it was just, it wasn't going to be feasible for this year. Um, so, you know, we're still, fortunately, we have, we had a very successful fundraiser last year. It was an absolutely amazing event and um the love and the energy in that room was some of the most incredible you know energy i've ever felt i yeah. can't tell you it was a packed house you couldn't it, find any more oh people in there gosh it was a packed house you know they said that that was one of the most successful if not the most successful um fundraiser that they ever had i mean the way this a lot of donations were given out. out by a lot of the Community a lot of the donations yeah. we had so everyone has been so incredibly kind generous you know it's just been an amazing thing um so we will forego that this year but it will be you know we're looking forward we had also planned at the start of the year when we met with the board we were talking about a spring fundraiser you know right about march time <laughs> it would have been perfect it would have been perfect i mean we, you know so that clearly is had had to go um yeah. So we'll see what's going on. But it doesn't have to be a negative. I mean, we're here talking about it. So Absolutely. whoever's watching this and hearing this, how can they help the foundation? Is there anything, is there a place that they can go to to donate or is there anything they can do to help you guys raise funds this year to help another family in need? 
Yeah, they can go to lovefromheaven.org. And on there it says donate now and they can um, click right in there. They can donate that way. Um, there's also, if they do know of, of a family that is in need, you know, there's my contact information on there and there's, they can contact us and we can send out a care package as we talked about, um, or they can just contact me. Even if you just think I need them to talk to someone, you know, or, or we lost a family member and I need to talk to someone. Yeah. It's that doesn't just have to be a child. Yeah. You know, my, my sister lost her nephew, my parents lost and my in-laws lost their grandson. you know, so I can understand it from a lot of different views. Can't speak from those views, but yeah. I can really understand, um, the grief and how it affects a full family. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, and just if you need resources, you know? Yeah. I was going to say like the website's full of resources. If people need to go in there and find out, Absolutely. you know, how get the tools that they need, the support, the groups. And I, th I think it's really thoughtful and nice that you guys have all that stuff available for everybody right there. Um, so if you if you do have the time, if you have the opportunity, go to the website, check it out, Please. make a donation so you can help someone this family that's gone through a hard time this year. I think it would be really helpful. Yeah. Um, where's the future of the foundation? What do you want to see in the future? What are, you, what are your dreams and aspirations for the love from heaven? Oh my gosh, I feel like I am like <laughs> a dreamer. When you say dreams, I do feel like I have my head in the clouds. But awesome to dream big. I mean, if I could, it would be a nationwide foundation that would that would serve so many communities, so many families. I would love to have. Um, well, I do write the blog, which is the link is also on the Love from Heaven website. So I have that aspect of it um i would love one day to you know write even maybe a book through that and then through the foundation give talks and offer i really would love to ha include um children's events for mm -hmm. children because obviously mothering two young boys who lost their brother so young i have been through a lot um and i do feel that i've been able to help them work through it and with with the, my help and therapists we've had both um and um i think that that's an important aspect like i would i i mean my dream is i feel a little bit crazy but i would love to have a camp every year for these kids mm -hmm. and you know have multiple um groups going for different kinds of loss you know i would really love to expand the whole thing and really just help as i mean the biggest dream for the foundation is help as many people as humanly possible yeah. because um grief needs to be a little bit more normalized and society needs to be talked about i think we're getting there see a lot of it you yeah. know see Especially us progressing this yeah this year has done a you know in that sense um yeah. so for normalizing it but um you know i just want i sounds kind of hokey but i want to be like a, a beacon of hope for other families yeah of course. because i know how i how much hope I lost when we lost Christian. Yeah. Um, I know that I just felt like this is going to be forever. Yeah. I, I'm going to be without this child forever. Yeah, so, no, I mean, as a parent, you know, you, I can't even imagine what you guys have been through. And, you know, we will we'll always try to be there for you guys. But it's, it can imagine filling that hole, you know, thinking about it every single day. Um, so it's, it's nice to see that there's light at the end of the tunnel. And you have people like you who are helping people get through this difficult times because it's the darkest Darkest day for a parent, definitely. So having some help out there is really, very nice. Yeah. Um, what, what, what kind of um, words of advice would you give someone who's going through a hard time right now, especially with the pandemic and everything happening, losing a, a father, a mother, a son, an uncle? 
what kind of what kind of words of advice can you give someone who's going through that i think i think there's a lot of healing and connection i think you need to know no matter what sort of grief hurt anything i mean and this really goes for anything um try to connect with someone because if you can connect with someone and someone else sees you and you feel seen, you're not going to feel alone. And that goes a long way in this. Look, we can't, we said this at the beginning, right? No one can fix us. We can't fix anyone else. We only can walk our very own journey. But if we have people to walk it with, it really does lighten the burden. It really helps. Um, you know, I think that's a big one. And I think too, um, movement, a walk, getting outside, getting the, the light on your face, especially in COVID. I mean, and I'm saying that from personal experience cause, <laughs> because especially with this sort of um, hybrid, you know, I find that I'm inside a lot because I'm with the kids. We're on the computer. We're staring at the computer. So when we take our first break of the day, like I try to at least get out and, and walk outside and let the sun on my face because that right. will affect a lot for um, – for you and for where you are if you're if you're having a hard time yeah, yeah. Well, that's good advice for people who don't know you actually coach the soccer team as well <laughs> what uh any other sports are you looking at uh thinking on <laughs> as a soccer as well because this you know mother running a foundation you know so being a soccer mom what else do you <laughs> no i am not right now i mean i will do it if they're in dire need of a coach for any sport if i know the sport if i don't know the sport you got no chance but um Real quick about the soccer, I was Christian's. I was also Christian soccer coach. Oh, really? Yeah, know that. yeah. And so, honestly, the week he passed away, it was a Monday, and we had a soccer. Um, we had our first soccer practice, and we were there. And I was with with a friend also because I'm too scared to do it by myself. <laughs> I'm not that confident in my but coaching skills. But um, so we were there with I was there, and my friend had gotten there before I got there to start the coaching and we were scrimmaging another team and I looked over at the other team we were scrimmaging and it was a mother and she had three little boys and she no I'm sorry she had two little boys and she looked like she had it all together and her kids were you know behaving and the one was playing soccer and the other one was Get behaving. Out of here. Yeah, no, oh my god and I was looking thinking oh my gosh here I am I came to practice late I'm supposed to be the coach my kids were like running around I had Nikki who was one Anthony who was three Christian you know yeah. thinking oh man I'm failing at this thing well come to find out and I didn't find this out until Many months later, at a fundraiser, actually, she came and she said, I, she came up to me and introduced herself again. And she, and she said, I was there. I was a soccer coach that we were scrimmaging that day. Yes, it's nice to see you. She said, I had to pay it forward. And I looked at her and I said, what do you mean? And she said, well, I lost a child. Oh, no way. Yeah. And um, that has been one of the biggest things that I've always had in the back of my mind is that I looked at her thought she had it all together, thought her life looked, you know, how you make a snap judgment. Mm -hmm. And lo and behold, she had been through the same pain. Mm. So um, you never really know where anyone is, wow. you know. And uh, that just reminded me of it when you asked me about the soccer. But that's a, uh, I find that as one of a defining stories in my journey. That must have been so helpful. That must have been it like, really so was. connecting with you and her, like such a connecting moment. Well, and she, you know, she was living. She was mm -hmm. living her life again. So when I realized that, wow, she's been through this and she had been living to the point that I was even 
you know, admiring how she was living and thinking she was doing she great. She came here on time. She yeah, said exactly. if the kids were behaving, exactly. she looks well put together. Like, oh my God, she's, she's everything's got it perfect all with going. her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So um, it was very hopeful for me because I knew, okay, that's the more examples you have of someone who went through what you went through, you know, down the line in their living and they're, you know, they've found joy again. That's really a big lesson of any loss, but child loss, you know, joy, joy and sadness coexist. They're right there together. And there's times where they mix and they mesh, but you know, there's times where they're just perfectly parallel. Um, You know, anytime you can find those, that's another word of advice. People, you know, like a, like a group, a grief group. Don't, don't, you know, reach out reach out there's so many ways to do it online you know in person i mean as much as you can now but yeah yeah. um so yeah so that's my soccer story but i won't be coaching anything else unless they're in dire need i will always help (laughs) you're not doing the swim team you're not doing the dance group i'm good oh my god so disappointing i know now what's uh what you know trying to look at a lighter note where do you want to go once this whole pandemic is over and kids are done with their hybrid school and going back to school like What's one place you're like, man, I'm going to go and do this or do that? I don't even know anymore. I feel like I've like lost It's never going to happen. Uh, yeah, sure. I feel like, I mean, we, we, my sister lives in Tampa. My sister, my brother-in-law, my nieces. And uh, we drove to Florida. We oh, drove down there during so the pandemic. So, yeah. So I'll be happy when we can take a plane again. Mm-hmm. We don't have to drive to see them because mm-hmm. that was a good 21-hour drive with yeah, yeah, yeah. two kids. Um, yeah. Yeah, so... You know, I mean, we'll get there. I mean, like anything else, this, it will get better. It will pass. But um, it's hard some days to see hope, I feel like, even in this. Yeah, it, it will. I mean, it's it's not, it's, uh, you know, a friend of mine was saying, it's like, it's not going to be like a movie when somebody comes in and gives you a shot and everybody's healed and everybody's exactly. happy. You know, we're going to have to mm-hmm. learn to live with like the flu shot. We're going to have to have a Corona shot and it's going to have to be everlasting. And hopefully one day we'll get it under control. But it's going to have to adjust to the new type of living. And, you know, it'll be fine. You know, I'm looking forward to just, first of all, my wife and I had a 10-year anniversary that we wanted to go away for. Yeah. And it's just like this whole thing put the damper on it. So like, ah, oh, whatever, you know, you do it another time. But even like the kids, like, you know, I want to be able to like, we have like a usually like a, a yearly trip to like Kalahari. Right. And we right. go and we have fun and it's like, great. So we're looking at it, but it's like, can we do that or not? It's like, well, you want to get back to normal as much as possible, but... It's kind of difficult, but we'll get there. I'm sure we will. So before we leave, where can they find you, follow you, so they can be aware of everything you guys are going on? Yeah, so they can find us um, at lovefromheaven.org. We're on Instagram, um, at lovefromheaveninc. Mm-hmm. We're on Facebook, Love From Heaven. Um, yeah, and the blog is christiansredballoon.com. Which the link is also on the um, Love from Heaven website. And I really just want to let anyone know who, you know, that we're always here. We're always here. We're always available. I, I mean, I want to help. So please, you're not bothering, you're not, you know, contact us. Let Fantastic. us know. Yeah. All right. So thank you so much for coming to the podcast. I really appreciate thank it. You. It was a great sharing the stories with you. And uh, for all you guys listening out there, thank you for joining us. And uh, we'll see you guys on the next one. Thank you. Thanks so much.